Well, hey everyone, this is Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child. Today we are in a series called Homeschooling Multiple Kids. So, something's wrong with my computer. It keeps saying query error. I got all sorts of things popping up. Okay, so when you arrive here, let me know. This is, are you finishing up your school year or will you continue or will you do a a mixture tell me what you're doing because I know a lot of the public schools here in our town this is their last week now where you live it may be later but just let's sort of talk about that and see what's going on around everywhere all right we're going to talk today about choosing curriculum last weekend uh, and even excuse me even if you're watching the replay just leave a little message right there and tell me is this your last week of school Memorial Day is next Monday and you know me, I went from Labor Day to Memorial Day. We were done by Memorial Day. We were probably finished a few weeks before then. But what I want to do today is talk to you about choosing curriculum. A lot of you are preparing for next year. You're using the summer to take a step back and choose what you need to use, what worked and what didn't work. Last week, I talked about it in regards to younger children. This week, we're going to talk about it with older kids. But I realized I sort of skipped my three-step process of things that I think you need to consider when you are um, when you're choosing your curriculum for homeschool. I've been toying with uh, making myself higher. So here, I will actually do this. <laughs> I feel like I'm way too low. Okay, well, we'll do this. All right, so let's talk about step one. And I'm going to try to watch comments too. So when y'all pop in, be sure that you leave a comment. After I finish these three steps, we're going to talk specifically, actually the last one leads into specifically our older kids, our junior and senior high kids. So what is the first step? The first step is consider your family. All right, so let's put that up here. Can you see that? Okay. Consider your family. There are three things I think you need to consider because your family is different than the other families that you might homeschool with. Number one, you need to consider yourself. Are you a type A person that needs everything in place? You're probably not going to need crates of supplies all over the place. It will drive you crazy. Will you work and homeschool? I have a list of questions and so just to keep me on track. Are you clean and tidy person? Every, everything must always be in the place. Are you a free-flowing mom who doesn't mind projects and messes around the house? Are you want, Now, there is no right or wrong answer. It's whoever you are. That's what we need to figure out so we consider our family in choosing the best curriculum for your family. Are you wanting to use real books, not textbooks, to teach? That was me, and a lot of these were me, but, and if you are, there's a link in the description to a class I'm teaching on Tuesday and Wednesday, same class, both days, that talks about ways that you can use real books. Do you have physical limitations or medical concerns? I know a lot of our moms, I mean, I just keep running into more and more moms that have to deal with some medical issues as well. So... And if you want to leave a comment, go ahead and leave a comment. Let us know what kind of person you are. Consider yourself. Next, consider your children. What ages are they? What learning styles do they have? Do they learn visually, auditorily, kinesthetically, which is hands-on? 
Do they struggle with a specific subject area? Do you need to do something different? You can go back to last week's um, training and you can hear about what I did with math when Gentry really struggled and didn't have a good attitude about it. Do they tend towards ADHD? How do they learn best? So consider you, consider your kids. And the last one is consider your family situation. Are you a stay-at-home mom with more flexibility? Are you working outside the home? Are you working from the home? Do you have help during the week? Do you live in a house or apartment or out in the country on a ranch? Do you have space to create your own homeschool room or do you have to pull it out every day? Where in your home will you homeschool? Now that's a lot of questions and you may be going, I can't write all those down very well. I get it. I have a solution for you. You can actually get a printable of this. Let me go grab the link. I actually had it sitting here. Um, and you can sign up at this link for our free printable. And it has a list of all these questions that I have just called out. Good afternoon, Kathleen. Kathleen, welcome. I was just going over step one, which is consider your family. And then I talked about three areas. Consider you, your kids, your family, and then a bunch of questions in each of those areas. If y'all would like a printed copy of all my questions, go to that link. I wouldn't do it right now, but um, that will give you some um, a free little printable to help you. So number one is consider your um, your family. No, can, what did I say? Consider your family. Next, we want to consider your approach to homeschooling. We already talked about your kids' learning styles. Now let's talk about what approach you think might be best for your kids. So we'll put that right up here. Now, there are many different ways you can homeschool. And for, if you're just joining us, I'm going through my three steps and we're going to dive into older kids in step three. All right, so what are we doing? What are we could do the traditional, just get textbooks and have textbooks everywhere for everything. Classical model where you go, and I'm not going to go these in detail. I've talked about these in the past, where you go through um, grammar stage, elementary, logic, critical thinking, rhetoric, pulling it all together and presenting information to people. Charlotte Mason, a more relaxed, purposeful, intentional um, approach to homeschooling. Unit studies. You study one topic and all subject areas go on that one topic. Biblical principle. That means whatever you're studying, you take off, your, you put on your lens of the Bible. And everything, history, science, math, literature, art, music, it doesn't matter. We always put it through the lens of the Bible. Delight directed. We look at what our kids are interested in, what they delight in, and we let them study that. And then our subjects fall in there. And then the last one is the Christian leadership education. This is where I land. I homeschooled for 10 years. I landed here about halfway through, about five years into it. And I have tweaked it, and I am going to be teaching this free class tomorrow and Wednesday, Four Steps to Raising Christian Leaders in Your Homeschool. And it will basically show you how you take all these different approaches at different times in your kid's life, and then we homeschool them, and we do it with a Christian perspective because we want to raise our kids to be Christian leaders who can impact and influence the world around them instead of the world impacting them. So that's free, and you can go to that link in the description. So step one, consider your family. 
when you're choosing curriculum. Step two, consider what approach to homeschooling would work best. And then step three is consider your subject areas. Is that too, may get too dark. It always messes with me. Okay, and we're going to talk, last week we talked a lot about subject areas for elementary. I'm not going to go through elementary. We're going to spend more time in um, older kids today. All right, there we go. Got all three of them right there. So what are some subject areas? If there's a subject area that you are concerned about, go ahead and leave a comment and we'll get real specific about that in a minute. But I think of language arts, that is reading individually and read aloud as a group, writing, grammar, spelling, math, history, science, um, electives, which could include, especially at the older kids' ages, um, typing, art, music, speech, computers, health, life skills, critical thinking, the list can go on and on. And so there's a lot of subject areas. How do you decide which ones to choose and then which ones um, you're going to, what curriculum you're going to use for each one of these? So I want to give you a little bit of help right here on consider the subject areas. I would encourage you to take a notepad and write down all the subject areas you want to cover. And then for each one of them, I want you to write most important, next important, least important all right so and i that is so good because that will free you up on days where life is falling apart nothing is working out what is the most important thing when my kids were in elementary school it was bible character and language arts when they got to high school junior high and high school it was bible character language arts and math those, if, if we didn't get anything else done all day long, we were going to get those four things done. And even then, who knows? But, so you want to know what's most important because then you also want to spend your time making sure you have the best resources for those areas, no matter what ages they are. And then, next important, now I'm just sharing for me personally. You do what is in you and talk to your spouse. Some of your spouses are going to have science right there at the top. That just wasn't a huge thing because we believe that science, any science my kids need to learn, they can learn after graduation. That didn't mean they didn't do science and they didn't study science. It's just, it was the second important. So we had history and science in the middle, language arts, math, and then Bible and character is just a life priority. And then our final importance were all our electives. That's how we made decisions. And if we were running out of time, that list helped me make decisions and helped the kids as well. So, um, so that's really where we were. Now, how do you make decisions about what curriculum to use with your older kids or not? I will say, first, you need to go back to this. If you weren't here last week, go back and listen to the what I did last week. And the beginning was I talked about goals. Draw a stick figure and write what you expect or you want your child to look like when they graduate. And then you'll know how to do that, what subject areas to cover. And you'll know a little bit better about what curriculum. I would really say, too, consider your child. What is their learning style and what approach is best for your family? Because seriously, if you are a type A person, I'm going to tell you, unit studies will probably drive you crazy. All right, you want to check 
thing. And I would say classical studies are so better. So go look at classical curriculum. I think even a type A person can uh, do really well with Charlotte Mason approach. So you really need to sort of take a step back look at who you are and the different approaches go and look at the goals that you set last week and then use that so in high school here are some things that i would encourage you to consider it is not thorough these are just thoughts and it isn't going to be necessarily a curriculum but i would really encourage you that every year in high school your child writes one research paper that maybe takes two months to write and they have to actually prove something, persuade people in that paper. It pulls all the skills together. It doesn't matter what approach you're using. And they get to choose the topic. Now, if you need help with that, I'm going to give you, um, I will say, actually, I had a link. I have two links. Let me see. If you need help with writing or anything like that, um, if you're never really taught your kids much on writing and getting organized and how to write, Oh, I'm sorry. The videos keep freezing, Kathleen. And this is interesting. Thank you. Um, so here is one. IEW has student style, structure and style for students. And they have it. Level C is the high school level. The other thing I would encourage you to do is if you go to, let me see if I can get this right. If you go to IEW.com slash Carrie Beck, that will take you to more listings of products. And they have got some really good resources to help you. Number one, they have items for you. They're writing a research paper. It is a curriculum they teach. Writing an essay, how to write an essay. And it's called Elegant Essay. I use that with my children. And that is what we use to get their paragraphs. Mostly a really well-written five-paragraph paper. And you know what I like about these? And it's something you might consider. Instead of teaching the whole process, they take a week to write a, how to write a thesis, a week how to write a topic sentence, a week how to write your introductory. And they show you like eight different ways and you get to, excuse me, pick and choose. A week on body paragraphs, a week on the conclusion paragraphs. You are practicing all the parts and tying in that topic thesis sentence with your clincher at the very bottom of your essay. And then after you learn all the parts and you practice all the parts, then you write an essay. I just think that's so much better. And so I would really encourage you to consider that. Um, another thing I forgot about IEW is this summer, they have got a summer conference. When you get to my page, IEW.com slash Beck, when you get there, there should be an advertisement. It's free. It's a weekend in June, and you can go to this conference. The other thing they have is they do have a class, um, but and you can go to it. I think it's free, but you must have bought their teaching writing, one of their teaching writing programs, and they're going to go through eight or ten weeks of oh, teaching writing structure and style, and they will go through the seven or eight units and modules and teach you live. So if you've never been taught how to teach writing, no matter what ages, I would highly recommend that. All right, next thing is uh, monthly writing, um, making sure your kids are writing. And tomorrow I'll be sharing away our three-step process for critical thinking and writing every day. And then where are your kids headed? And this is especially in this junior high and senior high year. Where are your kids headed? Think about it. Are they planning to go to college? Are they planning to go get a job? 
or tech school? Are they going to go get married? I don't know. It, again, there is no right or wrong answer, but wherever they're headed, that's how you want to choose the different curriculum. That determines up here, consider your family. And so you want to take a step back um, on that as well. I'm just looking to see if we have any comments as we go. All right, what are your child's interests? That goes along with where are they headed and choose. And I told the story, I think I told it last year. In high school, let me just share a few stories. Ashley did not finish Algebra 2. She did not take the SAT. She did not take ACT. She didn't take any college entrance. She got her degree in a year and a half. Then she went and got her teaching certificate here in Texas so she could go teach at-risk kids. All right, that's a very unique, creative way to get a degree. She's now working on her um, seminary degree, distance learning and doing stuff. I think once a semester, she goes in for a long weekend. Um, Gentry finished Algebra 2. What was I going to say? Oh, Gentry and Ashley both, they were interested in astronomy. So I think they both, they did physical science, biology. I don't know that Gentry did chemistry, but she did astronomy. They both took a semester-long astronomy class. So that, again, was something that was different. I didn't even teach it. I would say in those areas that they're older and you don't feel competent, I would get a video help. I would get a live class. I would get an online class to be able to help you. I was a math minor, okay? Uh, I mean, I was into math. But I really, I still chose, in all the way up to algebra, I chose um, Matthew C. Because I believed it gave a firm foundation, and you had to understand the concept before you could go through the shortcuts. So you had to actually understand um, long division and tens times ones and all, I mean long division, long multiplication, um, before you could do the shortcuts down below. The other thing I did was in Algebra 2, we used Saxon and we used Dive CDs. I now would recommend um, Shorman Math. David Shorman is a friend of ours. He had CDs and Gentry and Thick Hunter would pop those CDs in. He would teach the lesson and they did great in it. Now, Hunter loved math. Gentry didn't, but she sure learned it and understood it enough to go um, help her friends in college, tutoring them. And so I would highly recommend Shorman Math. That's a great one. I will find the link to that one because I don't have it. All right. I would definitely in high school, don't quit reading aloud. Don't quit character development and don't quit Bible. Don't make it legalistic. But my kids just knew that every day we started with reading aloud, even if they could read independently. Now, obviously, the books changed as they got older. Um, but, you know, we were reading Robinson Crusoe and Ginger and I really didn't care. But Hunter loved it, you know, and he was the one that I could never find a book that he would like. So we kept reading it. It was actually a really good book. Um, Bible. I would encourage you to find a young adult Bible studies that help you. There is um, true young women, true girls, something like that, for tweens and older. And it is on the Revive Our Hearts website, and I would highly recommend it. There are some companion things for mom and daughters that they can do together. They even now are coming back to having live events. So that would be something. If you have um, older girls, I think there is a true li lies young women believe, and there's a lies women believe. So as a mom and a daughter, you could work through that. For guys, lies men believe. And so you could work through that, dads and sons. So there's some really cool tools. What I like about these 
is they are current. They are dealing with topics that are current, especially the sexual sexuality issue. And so I think it's really important that we address, especially in these ages, the, I mean, oh, grades, the age of your children and the times that we really need to address real life issues, real life skills. And I am hoping that next year when we talk about real life, when we have our life skills, I may even be able to have some of those people speaking about the sexuality issue. So I think that's important. Never stop working with character. And so, um, and read aloud, what else? I think that's it. So continue. Um, we actually found a humanities curriculum that included our literature, our history, our Bible, our writing, our projects, our music, our art, our theology, our philosophy, all one. And so every day the kids worked on that. And then everything after that, it was their choice. They could do whatever. I, I'd have to go look at the link for that one as well. So I'm going to have to look those up. And if you are just joining us, let us know what whether you have older kids or not. And then finally, strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to teach your kids critical thinking skills. Not necessarily a critical thinking workbook. Now, I think logic is important. I think you should teach logic in those junior high ages. But if you want your children to think critically, which many of you, that was your response when I asked a week ago at our Facebook party. That was one of your top things was critical thinking. Now, in those older kids, this is when you really need to nail it. Again, I will be talking tomorrow about our three-step process on Tuesday and Wednesday in our free class. The sign-up link is in the description here, so you can go get it. This three-step process is something that you can use with any book in any subject area, so you don't have to really even go buy a curriculum. You can just buy the books you want to read. So, um, and that is at howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash the number four, four steps number four and then s-t-e-p-s so those are just a few things i would consider now again if you're going to go back and get your um traditional curriculum go back to step one two and three consider your family you your your kids and your family situation consider your approaches to homeschooling and consider your subject areas that you feel like you need to cover. Now, I'm going to see if there are any questions. I don't know if people have been getting bounced off, if my video has been freezing like it did for Kathleen. So, I'm not really seeing anything. Um, please, if you're watching the replay, please leave a message and any questions that you have, and I will come back and be talking about it. I truly hope that you can join me tomorrow for our Four Steps class. It will cover more than just leadership. It will cover a variety of subject areas, a variety of approaches in ways that you can actually homeschool your kids with a purpose to raise your kids to follow Jesus and to impact the world for Jesus as a leader. They're all going to be leaders. Don't say, well, not everyone's a leader. Yeah, I would say 99% of our children will grow up to be moms and dads. They will lead their family. They will lead their children. They need to have leadership skills. So, all right, that's all I have for y'all today. I am Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child. See you next time.